It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, and we got a good one today. Um, last night, the uh, uh, the president, President Biden, uh, gave a speech uh, acknowledging the one-year anniversary of uh, the announcement of shutdowns for COVID and so on, and... Um, we're going to hear that speech on uh, today's show in three parts at 9.48, 10.48, and 11.48. We'll hear the entire speech, but in three segments, one each hour. Um, but uh, first, we're going to talk to a guy who likes to talk. So uh, his name is Art Rios, and uh, he joins me by phone in uh, just a moment. Tell you right out, I'm a man who likes talking to a man who likes to talk. I go to work from ten thirty until six a.m. Breaking up the dime. Slinging eggs and hay 
porch door over easy coffee black and strong a jukebox of scratch your records I play them all night long eternal Welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, I misspoke a moment ago. I said we were going to be talking with our Rios, but uh, as originally planned, I have joining me by phone. This is going to be a fun and interesting conversation, and we have some good ones coming up. We're going to talk in the third half of our three-hour tour about uh, the Nelson Riddle Orchestra, courtesy of a new book by uh, Jeff Littlefield. And um, before, uh, before that, during the second hour of our three-hour tour, the author of a new mystery called Death by Chaos, Renee West, will join us. But joining me right now by phone is uh, an uh, entrepreneur and uh, celebrity chef, Chef Daz. And he joins me by phone. He's the creator of Spice Sack. And uh, we're going to talk about that and a whole bunch more with Chef Daz. Chef, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, thanks so much for having me. How you guys doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks. Um, this is kind of interesting in that you chose to be an entrepreneur as opposed to like a lot of people who get good and are successful at your chosen field end up working for you know big famous restaurants or or you know they they go out and get a job as head chef somewhere and mm-hmm. and you chose to to create your own path how come well you know um it wasn't always that way i've actually had lots of experience in restaurants and i was a private chef um for many years um but i've always loved entrepreneurship you know business has always been something that it's always attracted me. Um, I started studying business at a really young age. And, uh, you know, my entire culinary career, quite honestly, I've always been kind of merging my business um, acumen and my culinary um, skill set. And uh, that's kind of been the driving force of my career. But I definitely had experience in restaurants and hotels and private chef world and catering and so i've done all the traditional things that i guess a chef would do um but entrepreneurship is something that definitely is where my heart is for sure and and you said you've been a a private chef including um you were a personal chef to uh sean diddy combs yes 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 uh um, sean was a client of mine for many years um I traveled with him, worked with him, um, and uh, yeah, it was an exciting ride. And, and speaking of entrepreneurship and business, you can only imagine how much I learned from him um, and working <laughs> with him during that time. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it, it was definitely a fun ride, and he's uh, he's an awesome guy, and um, 
you know, it's, it, I worked with him for so long. He's really like family at this point. And, and, and another big name that pops up in your resume is uh, the luncheon you did for um, Michelle Obama when she was first lady of the uh, U.S. in 2014. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. get picked for something like that, Chef? <laughs> um, you know, it's um, it's really about being in the right place at the right time, I guess. Uh, obviously, you know, um, I had a lot of experience during that time. I was just, I was really hot. I was just coming off my first Food Network show, um, and uh, my name was kind of buzzing around and just, you know, looking at doing really cool events and. The event actually happened to be in LA, um, so I was I was a local guy, and uh, yeah, it just it just happened, you know, I, it, just, it just happened to be the right place at the right time, and um, it was an amazing event. And I have to tell you something; it was the first time that I had dogs in my kitchen, so it was a really? different experience. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and they weren't and they weren't house dogs; they were bomb sniffing dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. I th- I thought maybe Michelle said, you know, it's my luncheon, my pets. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was it was the Secret Service dog. Well, that's got to be uh, an interesting kind of experience to have, uh, you know, the Secret Service kind of looking over your shoulder the whole time. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I kind of knew what we were getting into and kind of prepared myself for the event just because we had a lot of things we had to do prerequisite-wise to, to get to that, that day um, with my entire staff, including myself. We had to send in everything, uh, all of our paperwork and birth certificates and everything else to prepare for it. So wow. it was definitely um, an understanding of what we were getting into and how intense the event would be um and how serious we, we just needed to take it um so yeah we did and not only was you know michelle obama the guest but we had you know um things like uh samuel jackson was there he and his wife i think denzel washington was there um eva longoria melanie griffith it was just a lot <laughs> a lot of people there yeah so it was it was a, it was a big event well, let me let me ask. Well, I'm and I'm curious about the Secret Service now. Did some of the guys come back in the kitchen and say, "You got anything left over here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we we definitely take care of them when you when you have security or Secret Service, and you know, obviously working with Sean and other high client, uh, um, high profile clients. You know, you you always have security and bodyguards and, and people like that around. So you definitely make sure you take care of them always. So yeah, we always take care of our secret service and or the bodyguards and security always for sure. I, you know, I had uh, Darren McGrady. I don't know if you're familiar with Darren um, on the show a few years ago, and he was uh, the chef. At, he was a chef at uh, Buckingham Palace, and then mm. left the palace with princess diana um oh wow and and was her personal chef for a while and he told a very funny story when uh william and um harry were both very young probably single mm-hmm. digit age and mm-hmm. um <laughs> the princess said uh, uh well chef I'm, I'm taking the boys to mcdonald's for lunch 
And he says, "Oh, ma'am, I, you know, I can, I can make the boys a hamburger, you know." <laughs> and, she <laughs> said, and she said, "It's for the toys." <laughs> Absolutely, and, no, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was such a charming story, you know, about how regular <laughs> kids are, you know, even in a very high-profile family. But what are some of the 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 fun or unusual things that have popped up? you know as as you've worked with high profile clients like diddy um well let's see that um, you can share <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he he he's uh he's a simple simple complex guy i'll say that he he loves simple things right so you think when you're a chef or a high profile person of course you have to bring your A game and do your best and and be uh, be able to create any type of cuisine at any given moment. Um, but it is also those simple things. He loves applesauce, you know. He, he loves to, to have his applesauce. So you have to have simple things like that as well. You know, he loves apple pie and ice cream. Um, so he's actually a really, really simple guy. And, you know, he has his kids around all the time. So you, have, you still definitely have to, dig into that kid bag because you have you know they're 13 or 14 now but when i was working with them they were like six and seven so um you know they were little kids and we definitely had to create those fun kid moments for sure so one day you could be making a filet mignon and lobster tail and the <laughs> next five minutes you're making french toast and strawberries and <laughs> whipped cream so you definitely have to be versatile that's for sure when a person hires a um a, a, someone like you to to be their personal chef mm -hmm. are they doing that for the convenience or to up their their culinary game i think it's both i think sometimes it's um Obviously, the convenience of, ha of having a chef in the house um, and making sure that your family eats all the time. Um, but then it's also, uh, on the same token, it's to make sure that you're eating well and you're eating your family's, you know, healthy and eating good food all the time. Um, and then also trying to keep with your diet regimen. You know, a lot of these clients, they, they bring a chef in, and the first thing is, like, I want to lose weight, I want to gain weight, I want to have more protein, or whatever the case may be. Uh -huh. So it's really just understanding who the client is and what their goals are for themselves. You know, sometimes it's, it's really an athlete or somebody who just needs to cut fat. and. So you really you have know, to be a food them. consultant as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, Chef, I have to, yeah. Chef, I have to take a break here, but I want to get okay. into um, Spice Sack and what's that, what that's all about. Can you stick around for a, a few minutes so we can talk some more? Yeah, absolutely. Great. My guest is celebrity chef, uh, Chef Daz, and he is the creator of Spice Sack. And we're going to find out what that's all about after we let our broadcast partners at ninety-two point one FM squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're uh, streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. We'll be back with more with Chef Daz right after this. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner Program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Vi from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with Chef Daz. He's a celebrity chef, entrepreneur, and the creator of Spice Sack. Daz, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. No worries. Um, I mentioned Spice Sack, but before we do that, I want to ask about your name. How did you get the name Daz? So it's actually my initials. I uh, thought so. Name is, I, I thought yeah. so, Daz, because <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my mother had a set of lug- luggage that was m- monogrammed, and I could never figure out why all her suitcases said MAP. And and it was her initials <laughs> from before she was married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my initials. So my name is Daryl. Uh, my middle name uh, is Alfonso, and my my last name is Smith. So it's my initials. And and how did you um, how how did you decide to do that? Just because it it might be a little catchier than Daryl Smith. You know, it kind of just stuck. It's been my my name, my nickname since I was in high school. Um, really? I played sports growing up. Yeah, I played sports growing up. Um, and you know, I used to always write it. So I was always a doodler, and I used to just always write my initials. I used to always just write Dad, 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 and. Once the guys on the basketball court start calling me Daz, it kind of just stuck, and it just—it's been my name. I, I, that's great, and, and it, it reminds me. I talked to the guy who uh, invented um, the Jaws of Life, mm-hmm. and they got the name. He used to joke that the name Jaws of Life came from his initials J A W. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's one of those things that just sticks. And once I'm a chef, I was like, okay, I guess I'm Chef Daz now. Well, Daz, um, tell me about the spice sack. I, I have a feeling this started out as something you did as a convenience to you and then thought, hey, you know, everybody could benefit from this. Um, well, it actually started out um, as a convenience for myself, yeah, but but more so... Um, during this pandemic, this was a product that was literally born, um, in the beginning of uh, the, of the pandemic. Really? Um, yeah. So I actually own another business called the caring culinary group where we do food services for institutions and colleges and schools, um, food service management programs. So we, uh, had just actually opened a restaurant at the end of 2019 on a college campus, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we were operating, obviously, in college and kind of moving in that direction. Now, I had always been interested in products, um, but hadn't had one uh, developed as of yet. Um, so once the pandemic hit, obviously, and we had to close down all our schools and close down all of our operations, um, I was kind of sitting at home and just understanding kind of what just happened and what the world looked like and how we needed to pivot um, in business. And what I noticed is obviously there were a lot more people at home. There were a lot more people cooking at home than they ever done before. Um, And, you know, for me, I've always been an educator. I've always um, enjoyed, you know, helping people find their sweet spot in the kitchen and kind of taking the intimidation out of cooking. Um, So I figured, you know, why not create something that can kind of lessen the load for people um, in the kitchen um, and kind of helped them out along the way as it's been obviously a rough time thus far. So, um, so we created a product, man. We created Spice Sack. 
Spice Sack is our custom spice blends. Um, it literally is designed to kind of help lessen the amount of ingredients that you need when you cook. Um, we have five different flavors right now. And uh, it's really designed to just once you have that spice sack, that's all you need to to cook your meal. See, that's that's fascinating to me because I've used seasoning packets forever. Because I, well, mm-hmm. for one thing, I don't have the patience <laughs> to do it all mm-hmm. from scratch. Right. So if right. I'm going to do chili, I find you know I get a packet of cheese, you know, chili mm-hmm. seasonings, um, and I've seen them. For, I've, I've seen packets for. Uh, that certainly for uh, uh, taco seasonings and uh, mm-hmm. and and there are a mm-hmm. couple of others, but those those are the two that I use a lot. Right. Um, so I was fascinated by this idea of putting together a spice blend. What are some mm-hmm. of the flavors that are offered uh, in in the spice sack series? Um, so our uh, one of our signatures is the chef's blend, which is that's your everyday seasoning. That's your salt and pepper. Um, it's a salt, pe- uh, kosher salt, pepper. Um, we have some garlic in there. We have some fresh parsley in there, and that that's really designed to be used every day, just like you use salt and pepper um, on all your meals. Uh, that's that's your chef's blend for you. So you could use um, that on another- on meat or vegetables or anything. That's correct. Yeah, you can use it in meat. I use it in my eggs. Um, I, I sprinkle it on my veggies all the time. Um, it definitely, I, I, I literally use it every day. Um, and we have a seafood splash. So a seafood splash is obviously everything seafood. It's uh, and also great on grilled vegetables as well. Um, but it has some spice in there, and it's just amazing on on your seafood. And then uh, one of my favorites. It's, it's French toast. So obviously it's designed really? um, to, yes, yeah, so we have a French toast flavor where you can literally, it makes the most amazing French toast. You take that, that chef's blend, you get your eggs and your milk, your bread, and you sprinkle that French toast in your mixture, uh, the seasoning, and you have the most amazing flavor for French toast. But not only is it used for French toast, it's also used, people are putting it in coffee. I've seen people sprinkle mm. it on ice cream. I see people mixing it in their oatmeal. Um, <laughs> so there's lots of different uh, flavor flavor profiling that you can do with it. But it's just sweet cinnamons, a couple different types of sugars, a little bit of nutmeg, some vanilla. So it's all of those things encompassed in the spice set. Wow, that's cool. Then uh, in the packaging, do you have um, recommended uses and so on for you know what what these things uh, these different flavors would be good for? Yeah, so we actually are working on that. We um, we have some things that we are going to put out here soon where it kind of helps people, a user guide almost. Um, I also have a book that uh, we're updating with all new spice sack recipes that we're going to release here soon. Oh, you're, you're, is that your cookbook? Uh, it, it is. Now yep. Look Who's now Cooking. Look who. Right. That's correct. Yeah. And so you're going to be updating that. Do you have any idea when that'll when that will eventually drop? Yeah, um, we're looking at in the next month or so. Uh, we, we're kind of already working on it. Um, just need to kind of get some 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 more stuff done on, on the other side. We released it a while ago, so we just need to update some stuff. And uh, yeah, maybe um, we're in, what March now, so before the summer for sure. 
Daz, this last year, um, as people have been shut in, and, and what great use of your of your time and, and creative juices, uh, Daz, to, to come up with the, the Spice Sack product. Um, I, I've talked to a lot of people who were just just kind of like deer in the headlights, you know, just, just mm-hmm. didn't really get productive about anything and a lot of us are looking back at the past year and going oh man i wish i'd have done this with my time or you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but uh how has the uh the pandemic impacted you and your work well um you know i think it has taught me a lot um it was actually the first time in about 12 years that I, I sat down. Um, I, I hadn't had this type of time in a really long time. I'd always been traveling, always been working on different projects, um, always been flying back and forth all over the place. So I've never had an opportunity to just sit and be uh, for a certain amount of time. So it taught me kind of what's important in life, um, and it taught me a lot about balance, work-life balance. And just understanding uh, the importance of just, you know, taking advantage of every day. Um, And as far as work, you know, I got into this industry just understanding that, you know, as a chef, as a creator of food, that we would actually never be out of work because people will always have to eat. Right. Um, But what I didn't realize or didn't, I guess, account for is if a pandemic hit (laughs) where they actually are closing restaurants (laughs) and people can't go out and eat. Um, So it was the first time that I actually looked at our industry and understood that it wasn't bulletproof um, and that some things that can happen that can affect our daily lives as restaurateurs, as chefs. Um, So it made me think about creative ways to pivot within our industry and kind of make sure that you have, you know, your eggs in more than one basket moving forward because it's not bulletproof and a pivot is necessary. Um, so it was, it was, it was a awakening for sure. Um, and just understanding that, you know, uh, you have to kind of, be on a pivot at any given time and, and, and go for it. So it's, it's been interesting for sure. Um, then what's, what's next, Daz? What, um, you've got Spice Sack and, and uh, you're updating the cookbook, but um, what, what's on the, the horizon for you as, as hopefully we're seeing this pandemic uh, starting to, to come to an end? Yeah, for me, I um, just really want to push Spice Act. We're going to actually start looking at distribution, get it in, into some stores, um, making sure we have our, our manufacturers and co-packers and distribution outlets in place to really kind of get it nationwide. Um, my other business, the Caring Culinary Group, we're looking at opening some more accounts um, at schools and colleges and venues are starting to open back up. Um, we're starting to looking at getting some more accounts um, back in the Los Angeles area. Um, and then just, you know, just continuing to grow, just continuing to look at projects and, and things that interest me and kind of move forward. At some point, I will open up another restaurant. I'm not exactly sure where. I'm actually looking at the Ann Arbor area. Oh, really? Um, and, and Michigan, yeah, um, just to kind of bring it back home. Um, I'm from Ypsilanti, Michigan, originally. Oh, really? Um 
Yeah, yes. I was born and raised in Ypsilanti. Um, so Michigan, Michigan is home for me. Well, it used to be home. I haven't lived there in a long time, but that's that's where my mother lives. Uh, my family still lives there. Have Have you just gone where the work has taken you, or do you think of yourself as as living somewhere like like L. A. Well, um, you know, for me, L. A. represents um, L. A. is just an inspiring place, um, and you know, I've lived there for so long. It's really about the weather. It's really about the um, the inspiration that you you get on a daily basis. Just driving down the street, you see, you know, the most inspiring things ever. So you uh, innately you want to kind of push forward and drive forward. And then the opportunity is just there. It's just a an opportune place to kind of create things for someone as my you know my, myself that's kind of driven and ambitious and such. You kind of have to be in a place that can can feed that ambition. Um, so that's why LA has become home for me. Well, I can certainly understand that. I lived out there for a short time, about a year or so, and being from Michigan, like you, I, I can certainly understand the addictive nature of the weather. <laughs> Yo, absolutely, absolutely. It's funny. I actually moved to Atlanta um, during the pandemic. Well, before it happened, but we've been in Atlanta. Um, for about a year and a half. We're moving back to L.A. Um, in, in May of this month, so in a couple months. But we've been here in Atlanta during this whole um, pandemic. And we, my wife and I joke and say we, we, we came down to Atlanta just to quarantine because that's kind of all we've been doing <laughs> <laughs> since we've been here, just quarantining. But with that being said, in being here, we definitely have taken advantage of the L.A. weather and, and miss it immensely. Do you ever get tired of your own cooking, or, or do you um, experiment a lot? Yeah, no, I definitely, you know, I, I enjoy other people cooking for me all the time. People always <laughs> ask, like, are you, are you critical? Are you? I, I would wonder that like, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously in my brain, or sometimes I would voice some things I would do differently if if it's asked. Um, if I taste something, I can say, oh, I can take this, or I would do this differently, or I would have probably use this technique on this um but ultimately it's still a joy to be able to just sit down and have somebody else cook like i me and my wife we go to restaurants all the time um we eat out i, I seek out different plastia chef doing some something jamaican or something i try to go find him and so i definitely seek out different food for sure um but yeah of course obviously i, I love to cook um I, i'm at home i have two little kids so i cook pretty often try to show them some some cooking techniques on the ropes a little bit. Um, but, you know, when you do it every day, when you do anything every day, if you're thinking food every day, talking food every day, the last thing you want to do is actually cook it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> well, that's that's why I asked if, you know, if you find yeah. yourself really exploring new things all the time. Because um, do you have a a specialty the way some some chefs do? Yeah, you know, I really love working with seafood. Um, I'm a big seafood guy. Um, you know, living in California, we, we really adapt to having fresh produce and fresh, uh, you know, seasonality of food really available. So I'm a big fan of farm-to-table type food. And, you know, my style is simple. I'm a, I'm a simple chef with bold flavors. Um, so I, I enjoy simple techniques, um, simple presentations, but lots of color, 
you know, uh, I was taught a long time ago that you eat with your eyes first. So it has to really look presentable, has to have bold flavors. Um, and then really use all your senses, you know. You're using your sight, right? So you're seeing the food first. And then if I bring it by or if I'm cooking it, you're starting to smell it. Like, oh, my God, this smells good, right? And then you actually get to the point where you're tasting it. Um, so you're using a lot of senses uh, every time that you actually eat. Um, are, is, are there... Um I completely lost my train of thought there, Daz. Forgive me. Um, but, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> but but let me let me do this. Let me ask this. Uh, we were talking about uh, spice sack, and mm-hmm. is that is is that available now for people, or or something that's coming soon? No, it is. It's definitely available. Um, it's uh, available on our website, which is www.spicesack.com. Um, you can go and we have a combo pack available where you can actually get all of the five flavors, um, for a discounted price, or you can just buy them individually. Um, and they will be delivered right to your doorstep. So yeah, we're definitely, uh, up and running and it's operational and people are loving. We're getting uh, a lot of amazing feedback from the spices. Um, and we have some more stuff, some more really cool stuff in development for the brand. But yeah, the spices are definitely available. Uh, SpiceSack.com. Oh, that's great. The um, is there any kind of food you don't like, Daz? No, <laughs> <laughs> I love everything, man. Um, yeah, no, you know what? I I always teach my kids and, and talk to them when I speak. I always tell people to try everything at least once. Um, so that way you can actually say I actually don't prefer this or I don't like this because I've had it and I don't I just don't like it um so there are some things I guess that I just don't prefer like the texture on um but I at least have had it and I would try anything I mean it's probably nothing that I wouldn't try at least once um so yeah I actually like all types of food I I remember um the first time I had uh calamari <laughs> mm. I was with a friend mm-hmm. and, and they were trying they were starting to explain uh, about what it was and i said don't tell me what it is <laughs> just let me try it and see if i yeah. like it um and i think if they had told me first i might not have tried it <laughs> yeah well that's actually it's funny you say that i actually um did an event and i was actually cooking octopus so i had like the real octopus and oh, the yeah. hole and i had the tentacles <laughs> and everything and oh man my daughter was three at the time and she just thought it was the coolest thing ever so really? i had her like plant yeah she which i was surprised i probably would have freaked out at three years old <laughs> she was <laughs> she was all into it i took a picture she was with her holding it and she actually put it in the pot and yeah so she was she was into it how did you first get interested in uh, the culinary arts um you know i come from a big family of cooks um Food was always the thing in my family that kind of brought us together. Um, I have a really big family on both sides. My mom has uh, eight brothers and sisters. Wow. I have like 30 first cousins. Um, so we have a really big family. And food was always kind of that center thing that brought us. Every time we got together, we always just had tons of food. And it, it was a sense of calm. It was a sense of uh, 
gathering and social, and it just made people feel happy. So I knew I wanted to be in an industry that kind of made people feel happy. I think that was the biggest key. I've uh, I've always been a people pleaser, I guess, and uh, just wanting to take the calm and make people enjoy themselves. So I knew I needed to get into an industry that would kind of allow that. So hospitality was always something that I was interested in. Was your mom a good cook? Oh, yeah, still is a great cook. I still call her for some things sometimes. And I say, hey, <laughs> how do you do this? You know, I think she's taken aback by it because I'm a chef, but she's still like, I think she enjoys it as well. Uh, yeah, I always, I always wonder, even, you know, people like you, Daz, who work professionally with food and food prep, and, and especially, mm-hmm. you know, fine dining offerings, um, Mm-hmm. If if there's ever anything better than mom's home cooking, well, you know, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's nothing better, absolutely not. Um, you know, when you're when you're at home and, and mom's cooking, it's, it's definitely a sense of uh, a nostalgic sense of being young and just waking up and not having a worry in the world. I think that's the biggest thing. My mom and now. My mom had a plaque in her kitchen that said, uh, food should be prepared with lots of love and lots of butter. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Yeah, no, we we were just at my mom's house uh, a couple months ago, and that was the first time we haven't seen her in a long time. And, yeah, we we sat and, and ate good food the whole weekend for sure. Well, Daz, thanks for spending time with me this morning. I know it's very early. Um, are, are you are, are you in Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not I, so early. Yep, to, yep. Um, I talked with somebody a little earlier this morning that was in Vegas, and it was really early mm. for them. But um, okay, yeah. But I, I, I do have to wrap things up. But I, I'm just okay. It's it's been an honor and a privilege to get a chance to talk with you and get to know you a little bit. I didn't realize you were from. Here in Michigan, that's uh, makes me feel even closer. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom lives right in Lansing, Michigan, right now. So, um, <laughs> Just down the road. From, yeah, she's not far from you guys. So definitely, thanks so much for having me, Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and uh, I imagine you're a Michigan State guy. Um, so you know, I will say that's kind of where the road crosses in the state of Michigan is what yeah. side of the picture on. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to stay out of that, stay out of that debate. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, well, well take care, Dan, so and keep up the good work. Hey, thanks so much, Tom. You too. Take care. All right. Bye bye. That was Chef uh, Daz. He is. Uh, a celebrity chef and uh, creator of a new product that uh, I think you'll be seeing everywhere soon called Spice Sack. Um, he's cooked for Michelle Obama. He was a uh, personal chef to Sean Diddy Combs. Um, he's a recurring expert on uh, Oprah Winfrey Network's uh, hit series Homemade Simple. And uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to hear part one of President Biden's speech from last night commemorating the one-year anniversary of when uh, the pandemic began um, with the, uh, well, as, as uh, with New York as its epicenter. But uh, we've got lots more coming up on the show today, including uh, uh, we're going to talk about Nelson Riddle 
in the uh, third half of our three-hour tour. We'll be back. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. 
The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hail to the chief, he's the chief and he needs hailing. He is the chief, so everybody hail like crazy. Hail to that's more or less. Hail to the chief, if you don't, I'll have to kill you. I am the chief, so you better watch your step. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about where we are. As we mark one year since everything stopped because of this pandemic. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. That led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Photos and videos from 2019 feel like they were taken in another era. The last vacation, the last birthday with friends, the last holiday with extended family. While it was different for everyone, we all lost something, a collective suffering, a collective sacrifice, a year filled with the loss of life and the loss of living for all of us. But in the loss, we saw how much there was to gain in appreciation, respect, and gratitude. Finding light in the darkness is a very American thing to do. In fact, it may be the most American thing we do. And that's what we've done. We've seen frontline and essential workers risking their lives, sometimes losing them, to save and help others. Researchers and scientists racing for a vaccine. And so many of you, as Hemingway wrote, being strong, in all the broken places. I know it's been hard. I truly know. As I've told you before, I carry a card in my pocket with the number of Americans who have died from COVID to date. It's on the back of my schedule. As of now, total deaths in America, 527,726. That's more deaths than in World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, and 9-11 combined. There were husbands, wives, sons and daughters, grandparents, friends, neighbors, young and old. They leave behind loved ones, unable to truly grieve or to heal, even to have a funeral. But I'm also thinking about everyone else who lost this past year to natural causes, by cruel fate of accident or other disease. They, too, died alone. They, too, leave behind loved ones who are hurting badly. You know, you've often heard me say before, I talk about the longest walk any parent can make is up a short flight of stairs to his child's bedroom to say, I'm sorry, I lost my job can't be here anymore. Like my dad told me when he lost his job in Scranton, so many of you have had to make that same walk this past year. You lost your job. You closed your business. 
facing eviction, homelessness, hunger, a loss of control, maybe worst of all, a loss of hope. Watching a generation of children who may be set back up to a year or more because they've not been in school because of their loss of learning. It's the details of life that matter the most. And we miss those details. The big details and the small moments. Weddings, birthdays, graduations. All the things that needed to happen, but didn't. The first date, the family reunions, the Sunday night rituals. It's all has exacted a terrible cost on the psyche of so many of us. For we are fundamentally a people who want to be with others, to talk, to laugh, to hug, to hold one another. But this virus has kept us apart. Grandparents haven't seen their children or grandchildren. Parents haven't seen their kids. Kids haven't seen their friends. The things we used to do that always filled us with joy have become things we couldn't do and broke our hearts. Too often, we've turned against one another. A mask, the easiest thing to do to save lives. Sometimes it divides us. States pit it against one another instead of working with each other. Vicious hate crimes against Asian Americans who've been attacked, harassed, blamed, and scapegoated. At this very moment, so many of them, our fellow Americans, they're on the front lines of this pandemic trying to save lives. And still, still, they're forced to live in fear for their lives just walking down streets in America. It's wrong, it's un-American, and it must Stop. Look, we know what we need to do to beat this virus. Tell the truth. Follow the scientists and the science. Work together. Put trust and faith in our government to fulfill its most important function, which is protecting the American people. No function more important. We need to remember the government isn't some foreign force in a distant capital. No, it's us. All of us, we the people, for you and I, that America thrives when we give our hearts, when we turn our hands to common purpose. And right now, my friends, we're doing just that. And I have to say, as your president, I'm grateful to you. Last summer, I was in Philadelphia and I met a small business owner, a woman. I asked her, I said, what do you need most? Never forget what she said to me. She said, looking me in the eyes, she said, I just want the truth. The truth. Just tell me the truth. Think of that. My fellow Americans, you're owed nothing less than the truth. And for all of you asking, When things will get back to normal, here is the truth. The only way to get our lives back, to get our economy back on track, is to beat the virus. You've been hearing me say that for while I was running and the last 50 days I've been president. But this is one of the most complex operations 
we've under, under, ever undertaken as a nation in a long time. That's why I'm using every power I have as president of the United States to put us on a war footing to get the job done. Sounds like hyperbole, but I mean it, a war footing. Staying here inside It's too dangerous out in the world I'll see you on the other side When I'm in my quarantine In my little place too high My heart is aching and I'm missing you I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side Program, don't you know? 
Go on! Go on, get out of here! <laughs>